0: Thanks the praise team and the worship team and God bless you all and yes, his grave is empty. Yeah. Yeah. And every one who died in Christ Jesus, like what we just mentioned about Matt, his grave will be empty one day soon. So that's that's Jesus. <laughs> That's the blessed hope that we all have for everyone who lost his beloved ones. So his grave is empty, and that's our righteousness. Uh, I thank God for the time that he's given me to share the good news with you. And uh, as you know, it was not me. And um, it's time always I say that God knows who speaks and when. And he knew when he stop and what he say go. And he also preparing the hearts. So he knew the message and it happens a lot of time and uh, that, that gives me the assurance that God wants to speak to me and to you guys today. Uh, I thank Pastor Jeff and all the pastoral team here and they give me the opportunity to share the gospel Uh, to share the good news with you today. Uh, Just an encouraging psalm, which I'm going to give some thoughts about it here. Psalm 91. Uh, What I'm going to read, I'm going to read from the New King James Version, but you can open your phone in any version, doesn't matter, and I will read this psalm with you guys and I'll have some small reflections on some verses in this great psalm. Somebody said, if you're going to put the Psalms as a pyramid, there are 150 Psalms. You're going to put Psalm 91 in the top. So it is the top of the pyramid of the Psalms. And some of the people know it by heart. I remember, but I don't want you to do the same. <laughs> My grandmother, who was the first one, taught me the Bible. She died when I was 10 years old. I remember her like yesterday. She used to write it down to me, and she used to pull pulling me Put this Psalm 91 in your wallet every time you go. <laughs> I say, Teta, we say, Teta. <laughs> I say, theta. it's it's in my heart. He said, yeah, yeah, but good to be in a paper in your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for what she was knowing. She died in 1977. So I remember this Psalm. I, re- I heard it from her several times. So it's really the top of the Psalms. And it's 16 verses, and I usually say it's 16 jewelries you need to put in your heart and every time the Satan try to attack and give you lots of fear. And these days the fear are surrounding us, but how to use the word of God, not say this Psalm specifically, but the 16 verses or jewelries really, really will help us to understand how God presence and how God's safety is ready at any time In our day. So I will read with you the Psalm and then I will have some comments on it. So, Psalm 91 uh, He who dwells in the sacred place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God, in Him I will trust. Surely He shall deliver you from the snare of the faller and from the per percentless. He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wings you shall take refuge. His trust, his truth shall be your shield and buckler. You shall not be afraid in the terror by night, nor in the arrow that flies by day, nor of the priesthood that walks in darkness, nor in the destruction that lays waste at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side and 10,000 at your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Only with your eyes shall you look and see the reward of the wicked because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil, shall befall you, nor shall blig come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you he keep you, to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra. The young lion and the serpent you shall tremble underfoot Psalm 91, nobody knows who was the writer of this psalm. You know, in the 150 psalms, we see the most of them, David. Around 74 out of 150 has been written by David. But this psalm is unknown. (laughs) And in the heaven, I'm going to ask the Lord, who was the unknown who wrote this psalm? But my guessing, and I hope my guessing will be right, is Moses. I'll tell you why. And I'm going to ask Moses, well, did you write this psalm? <laughs> Remind me, when you come to heaven, say, Sammy, you said that one time. You're going to ask Moses, did he write Psalm 91 or not? <laughs> I'll tell you why. Because the psalm before that, Psalm 90, has been written by Moses. And the psalms, you know, all the word of God from Genesis 1 to Revelation 22, inspired by the Holy Spirit word by word. But the psalms... My brother and sisters, has been written even in series and inspired its series. You know, so Psalm 1 is Psalm 1 forever. Psalm 2 is Psalm 2. If you refer to Acts chapter 13, when Paul used to preach in in Syria, he said to them in, in Psalm 13, as it was written in the second Psalm. So since Paul's time, since the time of... The old Hebrews book, the Psalms are inspired by series 1, 2, 3, 4. So you, you will see the series in lots of things. But 90 should come before 91. 90 can't come after 91. It's like this. So Psalm 90 has been written by Moses. And actually the only Psalm that has been written out of the 150 by Moses is Psalm 90. If 91 is not written by him. And in Psalm 90... You see, actually you can say that this is the oldest psalm because Moses was 1,500 years before Jesus and David was 1,000 years. So the majority of the psalm written by David or Solomon was just after Moses for sure. So Moses Psalm 90 is literally the first psalm that has been written in the book of the Psalms. And you see this psalm has 17 verses The first 12 are talking about death, about fear. It says in verse 7, as an example, in Psalm 90, For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our iniquities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. So he starts talking about the death, the fear, and I think that this psalm definitely has been written at the end of the wilderness time, 40 years in the wilderness with fear and death, and Moses saw it by his eyes for 40 years. If my calculation is right, you know, he told him at one time, no one will enter the promised land except everyone under 20 years old. Everyone above 20 years old except Joshua and Caleb will not enter the promised land. And the Bible said in the book of Exodus that around 600,000 men, over 20, they left the land of Egypt. If I would say a man and a woman so that's like 600,000 by 2 is 1.2 million. Divide 1.2 million by 40 years, do the calculation. You know how many deaths were there every single day? 82 persons died. 82 every day. So Moses was seeing the death around him every day. That's why he written this psalm and he says... That the days in verse 10, 19, 90, Psalm 90, verse 10, the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by any reason of strength they are 80, yet their boost is only labor and sorrow. So, around all these tough times and this and fear that we live as well. We are after one year of the COVID-19, and we heard the number. Thank God for Australia will not be affected much, but in other countries. You read, you read that Italy today is suffering again, and they're going to close down after Easter. So that this is around us. The fear is around us. And when Moses written this Psalm 90, he said that, that there is fear, there is this around us, but... Before he ended that Psalm 90, he's talking about the mercy. You know, if you read verse 13, Return, O Lord, have long and have you compassion, your servant. And he said in verse 14, Oh, satisfy us early with your mercy. And before he end this fearless Psalm, deadly Psalm, let me say it this way, he started talking about, but you are the Lord of mercy and you are the Lord of grace. And even in verse 17 in Psalm 90, he's talking about, and let the beauty of the Lord. The Hebrew word of beauty is grace. In, in Hebrew called noam, and noam in, in Hebrew and in Arabic mean naam or grace. And before he say that, but he said you are, during all these circumstances, you are still the Lord of mercy and the Lord of grace. And that's why I say, Maybe Psalm 91 is written by him because he is continuing in this Psalm how he is the Lord of grace and the Lord of mercy. It doesn't matter what's happening around me, but he's still there for me who is full of grace and full of mercy. He is closest to you than anyone can imagine. You know, the Satan... Every time in, in, <laughs> in the time we are here in this earth, every time we want to tell every one of us, he's not there. If he's there, there will be no this. By the way, the death and the suffering and what we see is not from him. It's from the Satan. It's from the sin. It's the penalty or the consequences of the sin. Not say the penalty because the penalty has been gone for everyone who is in Christ Jesus. So, I feel that Psalm 91 was talking about safety of abiding in the presence of God is when Moses sees all these, he said, but I know, I know him who I dwell in his secret place. He is the most high guide that he is, will cover me under his shadow. And that's why in this Psalm, he's, ta- he's talking about safety, care, protection, I know there is this around us, but he is there for me. And actually, the first verse is talking about everyone. Yani he in Psalm 91:1. He, anyone who dwells in the secret place of the most high, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That could be for everyone. But every one of us can take verse two. Personally for him. In verse 1, it was for everyone. But for verse 2, it's for me. You know, I will say the Lord, he is not our refugee. My refugee. You know Psalm 23, the other famous one? The Lord is our shepherd. No. (laughs) The Lord is my shepherd. He is our shepherd, yes, for sure. But he wants you to think not for us, but for me. And I always say that. If there's no single person has sinned in this world except me, he will come and dies for me. So he is my shepherd. He is my salvation, my, not our salvation. So verse two is talking about how you put him to be your, my Refugee, my God in him I will trust. few comments in a few verses before I finish. In verse five and six, in that blessed psalm, the whole day, literally the whole day, he is with you. The day is what? The day is night, day means morning, darkness, which is the most darkest time in the day, before the dawn comes, and then he say, "The noonday." So I have, He is with me in the morning. He is with me in the afternoon. He is with me in the evening. He is with me in the darkness. So the 24 hours, these two verses telling you, He is with you 24 hours." So how can I fear? How can I fear? In any minute in the day, he promised that he is with me. Yeah. The verse five is terror. The word that really now is clicking correctly in our ears. Yes, there is a terror. And it's increasing every day. But even if I am in countries that there is a terror, he is my refuge. He is my strength. I know exactly that in every part of the day he is there for me. In verse 11, he said, for he shall give his angels charge over you. You know, there is unseen worlds which we don't know. We know very little about what's happening in the unseen world. The angels and the devils and everything like this, we really don't know. But we know one thing, that every one of you guys has an angel, that God has instructed him to protect you. We did not talk to angels. We did not pray to angels, but his servant, the angels. And I'll tell you, when you go to the heaven, he will show to you the life and how many times he sent that on that time he sent that on that time how many times when you were driving he was feeling you were very close to an accident who protected you he just command one of his angels that's what he says in his in this verse he said for he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways so that's what is exactly telling us he will do that and then 14, 16, he said about three things you do against how many things he will do. If you read verse 14, 15, and 16, he said you do three things, and I will, and he will do eight things. You will do three, he will do eight. He said you need to do He said, because he has set his love upon me. So you need to set your love upon him. And secondly, because he has known my name, then I love you, Lord. I know your name. That's what I should do. He should call upon me. I call on you, Lord. These are the three things you need to do. And I say every day morning, you need to do those things. You say to him, Lord, I love you. I know your name, and I call on your name. I usually share with my people around me that every day morning, you need to take your allowance from him. You know, everyone goes to his dad or mom asking, give me the allowance of the day before I go to school. You need an allowance from him every day morning. You tell him, I need wisdom, and I need love. Love to show to me every day. I need peace and I need wisdom. I need my allowance every day morning, Lord. I need a peace and wisdom and you give it to me in the morning. Wisdom when I receive a call, what should I answer? When I meet somebody, what should I say? I need my daily allowance of those two things. And I am sure, Lord, you will give it to me because you are my love. I know your name. And I will call upon you every time in the day. And then he said, you do these three things, and I'll give you eight things. I will deliver him. I will set him on high. I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him with long life, and I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. He promised to give these eight things to you every day, in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, at night. He will do the same to you. Then you tell me, but there is still there is a pain, there is a death. How he did not protect that person from that suffering. I can tell you, he knew what he's doing. Hundred percent, He knew what he's doing. But there is no resurrection before cross. <laughs> there should be a cross. But after the cross, there is a resurrection. That's what we believe in. God did not promise us that there is no tribulation. There is no test. He said that it will be test. But he did not promise us with this. But he promised us that he will be with us during this time. We have a father, Abba Father, a God who really knows what to do. Uh, when you are living in a, a dangerous countries, <laughs> like the countries that we, I came from, I mean dangerous of what? You can't cross the street. There is no lights or white lines. There is no crossing the street. You have to cross by faith. <laughs> Cro- yeah, you, if you, maybe these days they say that they, but the people from the Middle East, they understand what I'm saying. And even from other countries in the Far East. So that means what? When I'm crossing the street and there is buses and cars and trucks and trains, I really don't know what to do. If I am a child beloved to my father and I will hold my hand with his hand do you think when, he, when I'm crossing with my father I tell him daddy stop there's something coming here there's something coming there Did I, I'm going to say that? No I'll just put my hand in his hand I'll close my eye and I will cross with my dad because I know he will cross with me safely. This is my father. This is Abba Father. This is the God who I'm telling you about. I know you know him. But sometimes the Satan trying to let this relation to come a little bit weaker and weaker. So I feel that he's not there. And actually he is there during the toughest time more than for me in the normal time the three friends of Daniel in Daniel chapter 3 they were not knowing that they will not go to the furnace the fiery furnace and if they said we're not going to bow down to your statue whatever you do with us pretend pretend that he said okay I agree they will not see Jesus <laughs> correct but when they said no and he puts him inside the furnace They saw Jesus inside the furnace. So don't worry if there is some sort of furnace in your life. I know there is tough times. There is this, there is pain, but you will not see Jesus unless these times comes. He is my refugee. He is my strength. He is my Lord. He is with me in the morning and in the noon and in the afternoon and in the evening, in all the day of the day. Whatever you remember from this message, remember two things. He is there for you. But he wants to ask him in the morning, my Father, Abba Father, I need the peace and the wisdom. I need my allowance that I will take every day morning. And I'm sure every day with you will pass on, will go on until the day that we are all looking forward. Amen. Let's pray. Lord, I really thank you because of every word in your Bible, in the scriptures, it's really encouraging us. Lord, I can't see in any chapter in your word that there is nothing missing to give us the strength and the support that we need to have in this earth. So I thank you, Lord, for what's happening around us. But we know one thing, you are with us. You are the father. You are the shelter. You are the refugee. You are everything for us, Lord. And everything happening around us for us, for our families, for our friends. You know exactly what you're doing. But you will really, really take us to the other step because of your mercy and your grace. I thank you for for every one of us as friends and church members, Lord, that you really, really tell us how to continue doing what you want us to do for your glory until you come. In your precious name I pray, amen.